Welcome to Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and this is the show where we talk offensive and defensive business strategies with some of the most successful and insightful small business leaders. So if you're looking for great conversation and new ways to grow and protect your company, you're in the right place. There's no such thing as a small business. Every business is monumental for the people who lead and depend on it. At M3 Elevate, we have hundreds of policies, but only one mindset. Fuel your growth. Ray Chambers has worked in the commercial banking industry for over 35 years, specializing in commercial lending and cash management. A graduate of the University of Wisconsin, he's also completed several advanced commercial lending programs, including those of Darden at the University of Virginia and Kellogg, Northwestern University. In addition to his role as CEO of First Business Financial Services, Inc., parent of First Business Bank, Corey serves as an advisory board member of the Aldine Capital Fund and as advisor to the board of M3 Insurance, and to serving on the M3 board for 18 years, including nine years as chairman. Corey, we are thrilled to have you on the Fast Break. Thanks, man. Appreciate the time and the opportunity to be here. Well, Corey, I couldn't think of a more uh, appropriate time to have you. So, Corey, as you know, on the Fast Break, we love to learn from the awesome voices in our community who are doing the rewarding, at times terrifying, and critical work of supporting the small and growing business community. So tell us all about your role at First Business Bank and how you all support the small business community. Well, at the bank, my title is CEO. Uh, my role and what I do is really varied day to day. And it's really whatever needs to be done to help the bank and our clients be successful. So I would maybe carve that into to two pieces. One would be internally, I think my job is to help build the best team. In a service business like ours, the best team wins. So that's my ultimate charge. If I if I can help make that happen, uh, that's how we succeed. But what ends up happening through that is we help our clients succeed. And that's the, the critical piece to our success. So if we have that great team internally, we have success with clients externally. And that's really the fun part. I don't get to do it as much as I used to. Uh, although in the last week, I, I had a couple of really fun interactions. And, and I would put this more in the camp of what, what matters more to us. Now, banking is, is a big deal. Uh, again, in the last uh, couple of weeks, as you said, but but typically banking's kind of ho hum, and it should be like the uh, the referee at a game. You don't really notice them; everything just rolls along. Except that we like to uh, stand out with our clients and helping them succeed. So I had a couple uh, fun interactions in the last week. One where I was able to interact with a new manager at a business that we work with, and I think give some some meaningful advice advice on, on a book, for example, on on being a manager, and then a, a new client opportunity that we were working on, talk to that client, but not about banking. What mattered in that conversation was a discussion about culture. Um, and I, I was able to kind of articulate our culture and give her some advice on um, a, a tool that we use uh, internally on on building and communicating our culture. And, and that was, you know, and it received a nice email back from her. That's the kind of thing that's impactful. And uh, when I get to do it directly, it's even more fun, but that's 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 what we want our team to do. 
Corey, as I'd mentioned sort of in our introduction, we had always planned uh, to have you as a guest on the Fast Break, uh, but we sped up the timing of this episode to try and help our audience respond and think through the potential implications of the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank for the small business community in particular. As you know, Corey, responding to the recent banking industry turmoil can be particularly challenging for small businesses, which typically don't have large finance teams. Um, can, can, can you share with us, again, just as a, a sort of very broad question, kind of your thoughts on recent events, and then we'll dive in from from there. It was a, a very strange and chaotic uh, couple of weeks. And um, I think strange because this uh, bank failure, um, or these bank failures, there was a couple of them, um, really kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, unlike, say, the great financial crisis where everybody knew that there was economic problems and banks were, were having credit issues and, and there were bank failures. That was not unexpected. Um, this time it was very unexpected um, and it really rocked the banking world and thus rocked the business world because banks are basically the, I don't know, you could, you could call it the lubricant for the the economic system, particularly with small and medium-sized businesses, because this is where um, those businesses get their their funding and their capital. Uh, you know, it's not the 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 debt markets or the, uh, the IPO markets or things like that where where these these companies get funded. Um, and the the situation that happened was really idiosyncratic to a couple of banks. Um, and in some cases, it's pretty easy to call it mismanagement, which um, lots of folks have have called it. And that's what I would call it too, uh, in terms of basic banking principles. But then also unique in that these banks had very concentrated client bases. And um, also things are different now. Uh, bank runs used to be where people lined up outside of a bank um, and, you know, to, to get their money. At, and and that, that was actually a slow process. This was a very fast process when it when it did start to tumble, and that's the new world we live in with social media. Um, and again, you know, it was peculiar to Silicon Valley Bank in the sense that they had many of their clients were directed to work with them by the venture capital firms that funded them. Um, and then those same venture capital firms told them to move all their money out of the bank. Um, so it was a very strange set of circumstances, but I think most of the the small, the medium-sized businesses in the country don't bank at banks like that. They bank at local community banks. Um, they bank at um, you know smaller to mid-sized banks that have diversified client bases. So they don't have the same risks. There were some peculiar things in the mismanagement of the asset liability management uh, at at those banks um, had to do with the rising rate environment, getting upside down on their securities portfolio, large securities portfolios, which is unusual. That's not the case for a typical smaller mid-sized bank. So I do think it was um, idiosyncratic, as I said, but the fear of bank runs then spilled over to all banks, uh, except for the too big to fails. And the, the problem for the, the the small business community is that the small smaller banks, I'm Pretty much everybody ex except the too big to fails. Those smaller banks do a disproportionate amount of small business lending. Uh, those very large banks have access deposits. They they don't do um, the portion of deposits to small business loans to commercial real estate loans for local um, buildings, uh, whether those the apartment buildings or office buildings or retail space, etc. There, there's a real difference in the very large to big to fail banks and the small community banks, smaller community banks that that do a lot of that lending. And that's where um, I, I really hope 
from a macro perspective, this all calms down because if deposits flow out of all the banks that aren't the too big to fails to the too big to fails, that's going to dry up the lending for uh, the small to mid-sized businesses, which are the job creators in, in our, uh, you know, in the United States. How would you advise somebody listening to this podcast who uh, owns their own sort of small, medium-sized business? What would you advise them to be thinking about in terms of playing defense for their business in this uncertain time? I would say if they don't already, they should get to know their bank and their banker and the senior execs at, at the bank. Um, so that'd be step one. Now, hopefully they've already done that, but if they haven't done that, they should. And then they should talk to those those folks about how they're different than Silicon Valley Bank, because this can go a lot deeper than, you know, I scratched the surface on, on some of the things that were unique about Silicon Valley Bank and Signature. So somebody should be able to articulate that to a business person. They should be able to understand it. And you can... You can go as deep as you want to go. I've gone into very deep, detailed conversations, going through the numbers with folks, uh, if that's what they wanted to do. Um, and they should be able to do that with you um, and make you comfortable that you're in a good place. But even beyond that, if you can't get to that comfort level uh, and you're freaked out, there are extended insurance products that are available um, at banks. Not every bank, but most banks um, that weren't using these products before, are now using them. We've used these products for a long time. So if it's something that somebody has um, trepidation about, uh, about the, the banking industry and want to make sure that they're, they're safe and secure, they should ask their bank about uh, those products. And those can apply to liquid accounts like your corporate checking account, or they could apply to CDs. Somebody uh, is using those. So there's products available to get people as comfortable as they need to be. In addition, Corey, to thinking about sort of that protection and, and sort of playing defense, you know, every business leader, even in the midst of all the uncertainty that we're in right now, has to keep their eye on growing their business and playing offense as well. So outside maybe of all the recent challenges, how should they be looking to their banking partner uh, to help them grow and play offense? Well, I think that you use the right word there, Matt. It's partner. Um, they should think of their, their bank as their business partner, not as not as a vendor um, and not as certainly not as somebody that's at the, on the other side of the table from them, but on the same side of the table. And so what that means is that you should have a close relationship whereby your banker is a trusted advisor to you. And as you think about what your either keeps you up at night and you're worried about with your business, you should be sharing that with your banker and you should be uh, also sharing what your hopes and dreams are and what possibilities might be and what you might envision happening. Um, and if you do that, both of those things, your your banking partner then should be able to help you to understand, are these things possible? Can you protect these downsides? What have they seen before? Um, you know, the things that are worrying you, do they have ideas as to either other business advisors or lessons they've learned from their clients that they could apply to your situation. And on the on the positive side, as you're thinking about growing, expanding, acquisitions, whatever it might be, those are the kind of things that your banker should be able to talk through with you and and be a great sounding board for. So Corey, to, to that end and based on sort of that relationship, and I know in this question, I'm going to ask you probably to do something that uh, in light of your answer about, you know, uh, nobody saw sort of the recent challenges sort of coming. But, you know, I think a true statement still in 23, uh, as it relates to everything, but but certainly the overall economic picture, uh, is that things are infinitely more complicated today than they ever have been before. 
you know, some people say we are in a recession, yet we're seeing the number of applications to start small businesses are growing at a record pace. Can you get really practical again for our audience on some things that you see either in the current or the coming economic picture as best as as we think today that will maybe help our small business audience think a little bit clearer about what's going on? Uh, well, I'll try. Clarity is a hard thing to get in today's environment. But I would say business owners, entrepreneurs are, are optimistic people uh, by nature. Otherwise, you wouldn't do the things that you do. So I think people will want to be uh, proactive and play offense with their business. But I, a saying that I like is chaos creates opportunity. And so when you're in a uh, challenging time, I mean, this is the, this recession's been uh, forecast for a long time here. Everybody's seen it coming. I, I assume it will actually come to fruition at some point, but that doesn't mean things have to get worse for a given business. It depends how you react to the situation. Did you prepare and plan? Um, and can you play offense when others are playing defense? It, it's, it's something that we've tried to do and had great success with. Really key example is back in the great financial crisis where because bank, a lot of banks had a lot of trouble. And if you prepared for that and you were ready to continue to play offense when everybody else was playing defense, that was a great time to be a bank. Maybe it wasn't a great time to be a banker because it was pretty stressful. But if you were starting right then, it was great because you had the opportunity to go out and gain business when other folks weren't taking care of their clients. And that, that can hold true across many different kinds of businesses. If we do get into a recession in tougher times, you know, you kind of need to hunker down in a way, but if you prepared for it and you built up your balance sheet and you've got good liquidity, maybe it's time to make an acquisition of a competitor, or maybe it's time to just steal great clients that you, you've been wanting to win for a long time. Um, and now it's finally the opportunity to, to take advantage. So I would say, continue to think about playing offense, even in tougher times. Yeah, it's, it's, it reminds me, Corey, of a quote um, from John Wooden. Anybody can be good when it's good, but it's really hard to be good when it's hard. And, you know, that's something that we, we talk about uh, all the time here at M3 in terms of, uh, like you said, when a crisis breaks out, how can we be consistent, calm, and ready um, so that we can help our customers do the same? And I, I know firsthand that that is uh, how I experienced the First Business Bank team and uh, and I think that's in, in large part to the great team that you have. I, I think it's such great advice for our audience to think about. You can't control the circumstances, but you can control your own actions. And if you do that, that will then lead to you being in a better position to respond when adversity comes. Well, Corey, as always, uh, before we let you go, uh, we're going to jump into our last set of questions, which is our fastest break. Corey, what is the uh, your favorite book that you've read in the last 12 months? I think it's it's the book that I mentioned before about the um, uh, new manager I talked to. It's called The Motive by Patrick Lencioni, uh, who's probably my favorite business author. And I think I think that was in the last 12 months. I might be stretching on that one, but but it definitely comes to mind and I would recommend it to anybody uh, in management. Complete the sentence. For you, leadership is? A huge responsibility. What is the most impactful coaching advice that you've ever received? Well, this one, again, I have recency bias in it, again, because of the the situation in banking recently. Um, and it's something Jerry Smith told me uh, when I joined the bank almost 30 years ago is, in a crisis, a leader needs to lead. Uh, your favorite podcast that you would recommend to our audience? I would say Bloomberg Surveillance. 
Um, it's a daily 20 minute, um, podcast only 10, if you listen to that two times speed. Um, and, uh, it just keeps it keeps me up to date on everything that's going on in the world of business, economics, finance, et cetera. Uh, what is your cut live without it app on your phone? It would be my podcast app. I listen to I listen to a lot of podcasts between my commute, working out, and doing the dishes at night. I I probably and again I listen at two times speed most of the time. So I listen to probably at least six podcasts a day, uh, maybe more. Last thing you did that truly scared you? The one time I remember really being scared was uh, I'm afraid of heights. And I uh, tried to cure my fear of heights by jumping off of a bridge into a river. Um, I saw a little kid do it, so I, I thought I could, I thought I'd be okay. And it was like my worst nightmare come true um, doing it. It did not cure my fear of heights. <laughs> Last question for you. If you had to give a TED Talk, uh, what would be the title? I think it would be something like what it means to be a manager. I love that. Corey, before we close though today, can you share with our audience where they can find out more about First Business Bank and maybe what the best way to get that conversation started with you all is? Well, we always like to have that conversation uh, in person with, with real people, but you can start at the website. Obviously, First Business Bank, you can Google that, find the website, find the people you need. We do a lot of different things um, at First Business Bank. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn and, and all the general social media sites, but we'd love to actually connect and talk in person. And again, to the theme of our conversation today, if you're listening to this and you don't have uh, that relationship with your bank, there's never been a more important time to assess that and to think more deeply about it. So, Corey, thank you so much for being willing to be with us today. Well, thanks, Matt. I, I enjoyed it. I appreciate the opportunity. This has been Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate, where we talk with high-impact business leaders and share strategies that you can use to grow and protect your business. And remember, don't settle for an insurance and benefits agent who only plays defense. You need an advisor, a partner, a friend who helps you play offense too. That's us. Like what you heard? Well, don't forget to subscribe. You'll find bonus content and more episodes at m3ins.com slash m3elevate and anywhere where you find your podcasts. And if you're a business owner or leader with insights to share, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. We might even love to have you on the show. This is Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and we'll see you next time.